When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Seven Chakras, episode 271. The heart is the hub of all sacred places. Go there and roam. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, the podcast where our focus is to remind you of your inner hero so that you can zoom towards realizing your true purpose. So if you're new to the show, then I want to give you a warm, warm welcome. And before we actually begin today's episode, I've got a couple of things to share. If you're interested in healing and balancing your chakras, then you're going to love the live webinar that I'm hosting next week called The Three Secrets to Chakra Energy Work. To learn more, visit my7chakras.com forward slash live webinar. Now, if you've ever wanted to become more consistent and disciplined with your chakra healing, clear the hidden energy blocks and emotions that are holding you back, experience greater balance, higher energy and more harmony on a daily basis, or even raise your vibrations and be in harmony with the universe, then you're going to love this live session. After interviewing over 250 guests on My 7 Chakras, surveying thousands of our community members and connecting one-on-one with numerous listeners, I've realized that there are certain obstacles and challenges that almost everyone faces on their healing journey. And I want to share what has worked for me and people that I've worked with. As you might know, it's very easy to get overwhelmed, confused or slightly demotivated because of all the information out there. But there's an easy way out and that's why I've spent a lot of time putting together this live online event that will help you see the path, shift your mindset, build some momentum and begin or resume your healing journey. To learn more, visit my7chakras.com forward slash live webinar. That's my7chakras.com forward slash live webinar. Seven is a word, my7chakras.com forward slash live webinar. And now with that being said, let's bring you our special guest for today, Diane Gordner. So Diane, are you ready to inspire? Oh, I am so excited to be here and I'm always inspired and hope inspiring. Awesome. So a healer for 20 years and the author of three books on healing, Diane Goldner first researched healing as a skeptical journalist and she has written for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal and USA Weekend. What she discovered changed her life. After years of intensive training and time studying with spiritual uh, masters from India, she now helps people transform physically, financially and with relationship issues along with other life challenges. And today is 
going to be an amazing day because we're going to talk about a range of different uh, topics within spirit uh, uh, energy healing and we're going to discuss some amazing stories as well so thanks a lot for joining me uh, diane thrilled to be here great so action tribe firstly i wanted to build some background into today's conversation as you all know that i love speaking about and discussing about energy healing and i believe that it is the next frontier in the field of medicine and peak performance and i always try to understand and find out stories related to this field how people got started how they helped people heal and transform their lives because it's really interesting right it's very fascinating and while i do believe that spirituality is a personal experience and is very difficult to put into words as i'm sure you would agree uh, i'm sure by the end of today's episode you will feel a jolt of inspiration and con- confidence in the power and promise of energy healing so make sure you stay till the very end because it's going to be awesome so dan to begin with uh, let me ask you what is your favorite inspirational quote these days and how do you apply it in your life uh my favorite quote is the heart is the hub of all sacred places go there and roam so uh, I don't know if I could really add to that quote, but um, uh, every time I meditate, um, I always try to stay centered in my heart. And with everything I do, um, the heart is my center point. So um, even when I do a healing, I often, the healing really begins once a person has uh, settled into the frequency of my heart. So we're we're really, in a sense, merged in our energy fields. So for me, the heart is just fundamental to everything. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that, Action Tribe, as you might agree. And we talk about this on each and every episode. The heart is the key. The heart is the uh, intermediary, intermediary between the spiritual and the earthly. And the heart, as we're learning today, is a hub for all sacred places. So make sure that you know uh, when to reach your heart especially if there's a storm going around in your life right now, uh, know that you always have that place to go there and roam because there you'll find some peace, some calm and some much needed solace. So with that, let's begin. So Diane, you began your career as a journalist, right? Absolutely. And I loved being a journalist. I was, uh, I, I always wanted to be a writer. So okay. when I was finishing college, I thought, well, what, what could I possibly do? Yeah. <laughs> and it was journalism so that I could continue to write. And then I found that I just loved investigating and interviewing. And um, so I, I wasn't, it was, it seemed like the perfect uh, job for me. Got it. Got it. So, okay. So you began uh, as a journalist, and obviously you were investigating, you were interviewing people, wanting to discover and uncover uh, new stories. So, how did you discover energy healing? What's that story you know, like? How did I discover energy healing? It's uh, um, I had interviewed. This is another one of my favorite quotes. I I I had done a lot of different things, and um, somebody I interviewed when I was working in a magazine, um, for I was profiling somebody else. She said, you know. This woman was on the board of her charity, and mm-hmm. she said, you know, uh, Blaine gives her t- time, and that is the only thing you can never get more of. And that comment just went through my whole psyche. I didn't know I had an energy field in those days. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, it just was like, wow, it just stopped me short. And so a few years later, I cycled back and I profiled the woman who said that, which is a woman named Ganga Stone, who had started a charity in New York called God's Love We Deliver. And uh, she was delivering food to people with HIV. This was a long time ago. And um, they still are in existence and are very successful at supporting a lot of people. Um, So I interviewed her. And after the story ran in the New York Times, she called me up and said, why don't you come meet my teacher? It'll change your life. She'll change your life. And I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't believe in that kind of thing, right? I was very rational. I was a completely different person in a lot of ways. I'm still very rational and skeptical in some ways, but in other ways not. Um, so, um, So I figured I would go because I thought it might make an interesting magazine article. So I went and um, I had a, I, I had an interesting day, but at the end of the day, and I did meet the teacher, and at the end of the day, I didn't really think anything had happened, and I was actually feeling a little bit bitter yeah. because I'd been promised my world would change, and naively I thought, okay, they'll change right then and there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Um, and Ganga said, well, why don't you just wait and see? And I thought she was completely deluded. But a few, like a month or two after that, I went on a blind date at, with a doctor, and he pulled a book out of his um, his uh, bag, and it was Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan. And I took one look at that, and I had two thoughts. One was, oh, my God, this doctor needs to be committed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and the other was, oh, my God. What if this is true? I thought this is the most amazing. I was a journalist, so I thought this is the most amazing scoop in the world. And Mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to write a magazine article and find out about it. And so I did that. And when I finished the article, it was very clear to me there was something to this. I didn't really understand everything at all. And I thought I'm going to investigate this and I'm going to write a book. I'm going to look at all the science because I really felt that um, if this was real, then there also had to be a scientific understanding about it. And there is more than people realize. And hopefully, eventually, that will really get filled in even more. I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't divide the world into God's world and the rest of the world. Everything is God's world. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in God, it's still just one world. Um, so anyway, um, so that is how I found out about energy healing as a journalist. And I, um, I was just, you know, just even the first magazine article, um, there was one woman I interviewed who had, um, been diagnosed with macular degeneration and her story was especially strong because she had, uh, doctor's pictures of her eyes and the holes in her eyes. And, um, after series of healings the hole in one eye had completely disappeared and then the mm-hmm. other eye it had gotten smaller and the the doctors looking at it thought they were looking at the wrong pictures you know when the new pictures were yeah there. they were in disbelief i guess <laughs> yeah they were in disbelief <laughs> and as a healer i can tell you i've seen you know i i forget what i've done after i've done the healings but i've seen many things where people said it was not possible i mean that doesn't happen with every healing um, but 
things can shift in ways that we wouldn't necessarily expect. And I, I really love that about energy healing. So Diane, you, you mentioned uh, meeting with uh, Barbara, right? So did you end up meeting her and attending one of her sessions? Yeah, well, I went to the, um, I went to the intro and okay. then I interviewed her and then um, I spent a lot of time interviewing various students who were studying with her. And um, so that was the magazine article. Mm-hmm. And then um, I um, ended up writing a book and I followed several different healers. I looked at all of the science, all of the research. I talked to numerous doctors and researchers um, and, um, and many, many healers <laughs> for, for the book. Um, right. and, and that book was ha- is how people heal. And um, some people consider it like, you know, the most authoritative book on healing and the science behind it that exists. So, um, so that is, that was the first book. And um, so during that whole process, I would try everything that healers would tell me thinking that couldn't possibly work. Mm-hmm. And it would work. So I was constantly having my idea of reality tested and shifted. (laughs) It was very challenging. So so was there a point like uh, beyond which you were able to overcome your uh, initial skepticism? I mean, what point was that? Was that a particular um, technique that you did or a particular result that you saw? Do you remember that? Um. I think I I think by the time I was working on my book, I knew that healing was real. Okay. You know, but what is skepticism? I mean, I think I would talk more about my idea of reality than skepticism. So, you know, I, I believed healing was real, but my ideas about reality were constantly being um, uh, broken open. That would be the best word. And, um, and that was a really unsettling, ungrounding, disturbing, scary process for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everything I thought was real turned out to be completely different. And reality was much more malleable than I thought it was. And almost everything that I thought was a crisis yeah. was um, really just an opportunity to expand into a, a bigger reality. So, but every time I had a crisis, I had to relearn that (laughs) process of stepping into that bigger reality. So, um, yeah. So the, 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 the belief in healing opened up pretty quickly, but then how, how much energy could do, that was a constant changing boundary. Got it. Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, now, now what inspired you to write your most recent book, which is Yes, You Can Heal? Yeah. You know, um, that book, I, I just wanted to share with people uh, what healing could do. And so my mission hasn't really changed in 20 years. You know, I wrote my first book and I was looking at that. And, but this new book is really from 20 years of experience as a healer. So I share a number of case studies. I share a lot of guided meditations Mm -hmm. and I share ways to think about 
your energy and what your challenges are trying to tell you and how to open up to that. So, and I do have a chapter on the chakras, Mm -hmm. but there are also other parts of it that um, I don't look at everything quite chakra based because some of them are really not in just one chakra. Our problems kind of are holographic in every chakra sometimes. Um, So I'm thinking of an example that's in my book. A woman came to me, she had, um, her hands were atrophying. Okay. And she couldn't even open a jar. And when she came in, she was, you know, she seemed like she was very happy in her life. And she was in her 50s. And I was like, you know, what is this really about? And I said, you know, was there anything that happened? maybe a half a year or year or right before your hands started to have this problem. And she said, no. And then it was like a light bulb went off and she said, Oh my God. She said, you know, my husband had a skydiving accident and um, I, you know, she thought he had died. He didn't die, but he was severely injured. And it was after that that her hands started to um, atrophy. And so I worked on, he did recover too. And mm-hmm. I worked on her hands and the, you know, as soon as I ran energy into her hands, it was so clear to me. It was, she really couldn't handle the idea that she might've lost her husband. Mm-hmm. And that just threw her for a loop. And, um, and her hands got better. They weren't all better. It can take more than one healing. But her hands did get significantly better after the healing. And then she came back a year or two later. Her mother was in the hospital and was on the brink of death. And again, her, her hands had deteriorated because of this. And it was, she couldn't handle the idea of her mother passing. And, um, and I, I was guided to show her that she could turn inwards and ask for guidance and that she would be okay. And she said after that healing, she was able to make all the decisions she had to make. Her mother did recover and she, um, you know, her hands did get better, but they weren't all better. She really would have needed more healings, but that was enough for her. Mm-hmm. So by the way, Action Tribe, if you'd like to learn more about the book that we're speaking of, go to my 7 forward slash 271 book my 7 forward slash 271 book, where you'll be able to see a summary of the book being discussed on Amazon. So Diane, uh, how did you end up meeting with uh, Bernie Siegel? Uh, oh, you know, it's so funny. I didn't, I just reached out to him. Um, he's somebody that I, since my first book, I felt a, a genuine connection to, and I hadn't mm-hmm. met him on the physical plane, <laughs> Yeah. but I reached out to him and I asked him if he would look at my book and, um, you know, give his opinion. And he was such a dear and he did. And, um, and while I was working on my book, I know this is going to sound um, funny, but I really felt like his soul came in and yeah. gave me guidance <laughs> because yeah. there was one point where there was somebody who read it and was like, Oh, I think you made this book too spiritual. Yeah. And it put me into a tailspin. And the next thing I knew, somebody sent me some writing that Bernie had done that was going to be in a book that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And it was all about his uh, spiritual experiences. And it was like, telling me it was like Bernie so telling me it's okay to really speak from your heart and your truth and go there 
It was really wonderful. Yeah, no, I totally believe that. I mean, in my case, also something <laughs> similar happened, you know, uh, because uh, I wanted to create an experience for my community about the chakras. And yeah. I actually am in the process of planning uh, a course called Chakra Sprint. And when I was sleeping, it was as if uh, Joseph Campbell, uh, the renowned oh, yes, author and yes, mythologist, yeah. came to my uh, dreams and he said, AJ, uh, spirituality is a personal experience and you cannot intellectualize it. You can't find it in books. I mean, you may attempt to learn about it, but you have Mm -hmm. to experience it yourself, you know? And he said it in a very authoritative way, in a way that hit my heart. And then it it made me realize that, you know, what the people are really looking for is a personal experience, right? And they're tired of reading books or maybe just uh, learning it intellectually. And while that is good, at a certain point, you need to jump into the multicolored ocean of the chakras yourself uh, so that you can feel it. So thanks a lot for sharing that, uh, Diane. Now for someone who is new to energy healing, what are subtle energies and how do they heal? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what you would call a big question, right? Yeah. Subtle and... Energies. And, uh, you know, I, I love, love the question. I spent five years on my first book asking that question, and it took me five years to understand it. But now I feel like I can answer that in a way that will help everybody immediately. Mm-hmm. It's everything about you that is not your physical body. And in fact, it's the energy behind your physical body also. But it's your emotions, it's your thoughts, it's your beliefs, it's your desires, it's your intentions, and it's your spiritual light. So um, you could have a lot of questions about what those things are, but that is all of your subtle energy. And, um, And it took me years to understand that because it was really confusing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So, oh, um, so it does include your chakras, obviously, right? But you, some of those things are in your chakras, your beliefs, your thoughts, your, all of that goes into your chakras. Right. And sometimes there's a phenomenon where the beliefs or the memories or the emotions that aren't able to get processed, they get stuck somewhere in the chakras, right? Or they get, they're not able to get, they're not able to flow. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. What happens is, you know, we get a contraction based on thoughts or beliefs or experiences. Mm. We get a contraction in the chakra and that limits the flow. And eventually the cells don't get all the energy they need. And then it expresses as that illness. You can also have leaks. So then you have, you know, other problems with your boundaries or things like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to believe how that works until you experience it in your own body. Um, you know, my second book, Awakening to the Light, I shared my personal experience of how I became a healer and all the different healings and spiritual experiences um, that I had in that process. Um, so you get a pretty good idea of how healings work from that also. Um But um, I'm trying to think of a, you know, it's so variable how that works with a chronic illness. It would be, um, here's an example. Um, And again, this is in Yes, You Can Heal. Um, A gentleman, I was actually out at a restaurant with a group of people and somebody in the party went into a very serious and frightening arrhythmia. You know, he was like totally panicked and 
you know, could not control his heart and it was just going out of, totally out of control. And so I sat down next to him and ran energy and brought him back into rhythmia, you know, brought him back into sinus. And, and then he came for some healings and, and the first healing I did, you know, I was looking, why is he having this problem? And I heard, um, Maya Angelou's beautiful book, the title of her book, uh, I know why the caged bird sings. And I, and from that, I understood that he, his heart was just so longing to be free mm-hmm. of all of its confines. It was like totally, um, compressed in there, you know, and, um, and his soul just wanted to be open and free. And, and that was why he was having this arrhythmia. And so we did a few healings and he had some spiritual expansion. He didn't even associate it with the healings because that's where he was, but he began to be a little more spiritually open in his, um, his consulting business. And then uh, he stopped having healings and I checked him like two years later and his arrhythmia had gotten so much better that he had been able to cut the dose and he wasn't having any symptoms. And just when I called, he'd started to have symptoms again. So I would say that that's somebody, if they'd continued, they might've totally been able to heal the arrhythmia. But, um, so that's how our beliefs and our ideas contract in, mm-hmm. energetically and then affect our body. Mm-hmm. So I should try. Firstly, it is eleven eleven right now. So I want to send that energy over to you, uh, that positive, empowering energy. And thanks a lot, Diane, for sharing um, uh, that story with us, which is quite fascinating. It's funny how sometimes our memories and emotions can get clogged in our chakras, that and that leads to an illness or some other form of uh, discomfort, which we initially can't make sense of, but then it makes sense later on. Now you've written that there are numerous benefits to improving the flow of chi or prana to a person's physical heart, right? So yeah. you can elaborate on what's the significance of this. Well, almost every illness, there's a component that has to do with the heart and where we've withdrawn our love or our acceptance. Um, so you can have a problem, you know, in your intestines, but there's part yeah. that involves your heart. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, you know, um, so just almost everything has to do with the heart. You know, another um, very simple example, um, a gentleman came to me with pain in his back. He was yeah. back totally seized up. And uh, he was it was almost intolerable pain. And when I laid my hands on him, I was like, wow, you know, you're, I think this is all about anger. What are you angry about? And, um, he immediately knew once I asked him that question, he'd spent the weekend helping his mother-in-law and she'd not been very nice. And, okay. um, <laughs> and as soon as he put all those pieces together, the pain disappeared. Hmm. That's interesting. So he spent some time over the weekend with somebody that he, out of the goodness of his heart, wanted to help, but then she was not reciprocative, right? Or maybe... Right. She was very imperious and very okay. ungrateful. And uh, and he just... It was a pattern that had been going on for many years. And he yeah. was just angry. And right. so, you know, it's pain in the back, but part of it is heart, right? 
Right. That's that's quite fascinating. And I think many of our <laughs> listeners might be able to relate to this yeah. as well, because, you know, we're not solitary beings. As human beings, we tend to be part of a society, part of a family, part of a social group. And uh, we know it sometimes intuitively when we enter a room where there are people who like, know, and trust you and support you, you feel great. But as soon as you enter a room where people are judging you and condescending and sarcastic, you just don't feel like entering the room. And uh, what we're learning today, Action Tribe, is that it's all to do with the energy and ultimately, how your heart feels. So, uh, uh, oh, absolutely, I, you said it so beautifully. I, I want. Can I add something else? Yeah, yeah, sure. You don't even have to be in the same room with them. I mean, you yeah. know, we're all connect, completely connected, and so when people think negative things about you, it can affect you anyway, even if they're not in the room with you. Right, right, right. So thanks a lot for adding that. Intention and attention really makes a huge difference. Now, Diane, like you mentioned earlier, you bring both the spiritual experience and the scientific perspective into your work, right? So are you aware of any major studies or research that has been conducted on energy healing and the subtle energies? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not up on the totally latest. Yeah. I'd actually like to, but um, one of the most interesting studies that I covered in my first book was, um, well, there are a few, but one was a study of long distance healing and um, advanced AIDS patients. Mm. And this was before the triple cocktails when AIDS was really a terminal illness. And um, so they took um, a group one was um, did not receive any treatment and the other which received long distance healing. And no, nobody knew who was in whose group because they didn't have a doctor to visit or anything, right? There was just nothing. You mm. just didn't know. And after three months when the study ended, there was no statistically, statistical difference. But after six months, so three months after the treatments ended, the treatment group had significantly, statistically, um, you know, less hospitalizations, less severe illnesses, less, you know, days sick, everything, their moods were better, mm -hmm. everything had improved. Um, and I find that study really interesting because, um, you know, sometimes things can seem worse before they get better. Yeah. And that's what happened. In fact, one of the men I interviewed told me that he thought for sure he wasn't in the treatment group and he was, thought he was dying. He got really, really, really sick. And then before he even realized it, he just suddenly started to feel better and his life started to expand. And it turned out he was in the treatment group. And I find energy healing works like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Well, thanks a lot for bringing that perspective and sharing that story. And what we're learning is whether it's a healing process or whether it's in life, um, the situations tend to get worse or seem to get worse before it ultimately gets much better. But the key is uh, the intention and the attention that you bring to the situation. Now, Diane, you've studied with meditation masters from India, right? So yes, where, I, where in India did you visit well, and, and who did actually, you meet? Yeah, I didn't actually go to India. Okay, okay, okay. So you, they, okay. India, India came to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um, 
and um, I'm really not at liberty to say who my teacher is. I don't mean okay. to be mysterious, but, um, um, you know, I think teachers like to do their work. I mean, truly realized masters like to do their work and um, trust that whoever needs to is going to find them. Um, and they, um, I mean, my teacher just doesn't want to be um, in the spotlight. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, they real real teachers exist people who are completely realized who have everything is conscious right they they're completely illuminated there's nothing left in the unconscious right yeah yeah and so how did that uh, i guess experience add to your journey oh my god you know i i have to say i attribute everything to my teacher it's not that i i learned a tremendous amount from the um energy healers i studied with i don't yeah. want to short trip to anyone, but the level of transformation in my consciousness, um, you know, from being with a realized master, there's really nothing like that. Um, what happens when you receive Shakti pot, which is the um, descent of grace, mm -hmm. is that um, your Kundalini is awakened and it begins to move through all your centers and clear everything. Mm, and um yeah and a membrane that that you know at a very high level that um um keeps us separate from you know the oneness yeah gets, gets shattered in that moment so um it you know then you have the process of unfolding that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so right, um right. Yeah. So you got initiated. Is that what you're saying? I got, I got initiated. And again, I didn't, I wouldn't have believed this was real, but when I felt that energy, which literally, um, you know, um, went, it was like a tsunami wave went through me. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, and I write about that in Awakening to the Light. And it was really, it was shattering, but in a great way. You right. Know. I mean, I would never go back. <laughs> <laughs> so for folks who are completely new to this topic, um, what is the Shakti path? And uh, what exactly did you experience? Like it was a Kundalini awakening, right? So could um, you... Well, Shakti path is literally the descent of grace through okay. your, into the master really um it's like one candle lights another candle okay so the master uses his or her light to um awaken your light awaken your kundalini which is your spiritual energy which is usually lying dormant coiled three times in the first chakra okay three and a half times maybe anyway it's coiled there and it's sleeping and you're awake you're asleep to your own inner light Mm-hmm. So um you know after that I wasn't asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you you woke up. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> but are there any uh, perceived uh, I guess dangers to to awakening your kundalini? Well, are there something that you need to keep in know, mind? <laughs> I, here's here's my answer. I there's no real danger. However, it is a very arduous and it's not easy. Oh. How's how's that for an honest answer? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's um, everything comes up. So in my book, Awakening to the Light, I write about this. I mean, I was, my whole life unraveled. 
and um, you know, it got put back together in this amazing way. And now I work as an energy healer and, um, but um, my whole life unraveled and I thought maybe I'd be a bag lady. <laughs> you know, yeah. my journalism career ended and, you know, it was scary. Yeah. But yeah. It, I was protected the whole way. I didn't know it at the time, but I felt like I was really cushioned and, and um, you know, everything opened up. Mm. So um, I have gone to visit, I mean, I do write about seeing my teacher and I also visited Mother Mira and I write about that in Awakening to the Light. She's, she's a, um, a divine mother, um, an avatar. So, mm. and people can find her. Um, I haven't been sworn not to talk about her. So. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Now, 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 quick question. You, you've presented at hospitals, right? And you've, you work at many other healing centers where you meet a wide variety of people who come to attend your event. So how do you present energy healing to an audience that is maybe new to this field or skeptical? How do you, how do you go about that? And, and oh, do you gosh. get some interesting reactions sometimes? <laughs> you know, I, I, I find that people have a genuine um, hunger or those are the people who come to hear me talk. Um, yeah. they have a real interest. I think there's a self-selection that goes on and I'm right. fine with that. Right. And you know, I have, I have done healings with people who are complete skeptics. It doesn't scare me because I used to be one. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very, you know, it doesn't intimidate me and it doesn't upset me. And, you know, um, and you know, often the energy speaks for itself. Um, and um so i don't know i don't find um you know i don't know i i find that people are i find a lot of people are more open than you'd think that's what i would say and the ones who aren't um often come around because of experiences they've had or have from healings awesome yeah awesome yeah and you can be assured that People listening to this podcast are all really, really interested in uh, in energy healing, in particular, any other <laughs> phenomena. I and love experiences. that. I mean, that <laughs> makes it so much easier. Then you're having a conversation with people who yeah. um, have the same longing, right, and the same interest to, mm. um, you know, to heal and to transform and to let go of any any difficulties or restrictions. That's what the healing is really about. Absolutely. Now, what I love about your story is that you, um, you made a transition, right? From being a journalist to then becoming a healer and mentor and helping people uh, transform their lives. So uh, like you mentioned, it, it was difficult, right? To make a transition. There was, I'm sure, a lot of sacrifice, maybe some um, uh, risk as well. To yeah. leave well, a career like that? A new career. And like, you know, I mean, my whole life fell away. It wasn't just like my career. It was like everyone I knew, yeah. all the people I hung out with, all the things I used to discuss, all those things changed. Everything about me changed. It's like if you were an alcoholic and then you weren't, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. Really continue to hang out with everyone who's drinking. Correct, correct. you're not drinking, you know, it would change everything about you. Um, yeah, yeah, but, you know, and it's funny, one of my very early clients was a, a retired um, investment banker. And um, I remember I, I had to 
um, give him some spiritual information. And I was tripping over my words because I didn't want to sound too spiritual. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, you know, Diane, it's okay. He said, you're not a journalist anymore. Oh, so they were, like you mentioned, self-selecting, right? They were open to receiving exactly. information from you. Exactly. I, I had, I laughed <laughs> today because, you know what I mean? There was my, my client telling me it was okay. Right. Um, in a very sweet and fatherly way. It's awesome. Um, yeah. It was, it's funny, right? I mean. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I think what I find as well is that when you have genuine interest in uh, helping others, pro solving problems and healing people, uh, then uh, people come out to you from every direction to help. And they might be a client. They might be somebody who wants to work with you to get healed or some other way or shape or form. And uh, it's miraculous how this works. Yeah. And, um, you know, I teach um, something called um, Awakening Your Light Body. Okay. Which was developed by Sinea Roman and Dwayne Packer. And, um, and that's just, a mar uh, uh, just the most amazing way I've ever seen to awaken your energy centers and really have contact with them and be able to um, use them to harmonize not only your own energy, but other people's energy. Um, and um, so I, I, I'm able to help people go from, you know, almost no skill to a great deal of skill with a lot of ease and grace um, in not that long a period of time. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a miraculous world. It doesn't mean you're, all your challenges end. You still have challenges, you know. There's a, you're always unfolding. Got it. Got it. So I should yeah. drive. Uh, right. I mean, haven't you noticed that? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it, uh, the problems still are there. Uh, it's just about the perspective, right? I mean, it's just yeah, like Wayne Dyer said, um, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at begin to shift and change as well. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the problems go away. They really yeah. do go away. But then you have new, you know, new either. Bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. Bigger problems or different problems. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Diane, based on what we've discussed so far, based on what you've shared, what is that one action step that you'd like to share with our listeners? One active step would be, I, you know what? I love to meditate. And I think that is incredibly helpful because um, it gives you time to um, center yourself, quiet your mind, receive um, um, guidance and love from, you know, the higher dimensions and know what you need to do, you know? So um, I love meditating and I love um, chanting and prayer also. I mean, they both, um, I don't know, once I've done that, I just know things are going to go better. So Action Tribe, to read the entire show notes for today's episode, including the inspirational quote, book recommendation, and other pieces of information that were shared uh, during the episode, uh, go to my7chakras.com forward slash 271. That's my7chakras, seven is a word, my7chakras.com forward slash 271. I was going to say also, you know, I think reading books by masters is also a wonderful thing. Just reading a one line sometimes or opening the book and seeing where, what you need to know is another really beautiful practice. 
No, absolutely. So thanks a lot for sharing that, Dan. The cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. This is an amazing quote by Joseph Campbell. Actually, tribe, there's a lot of truth in this particular quote. And no matter what challenge you're going through right now, no matter what obstacle lies in front of you, it also doesn't matter what you fear or what makes you uncomfortable. All of these are just signs pointing you towards the steps that you need to take to obtain the treasures that you seek. Accept your current circumstances, but also step out of your comfort zone. Do the things that need to be done, even if it means looking bad or making mistakes or failing at it. There's always a chance of failure or disappointment, but none of that even matters if you let the fear crumble you. So stand up, take action and enter the cave because that's when you can claim the treasure that you seek. So Dan, let's talk about one major life challenge that you've been through. Uh, what did you experience and then how did you overcome it? Oh gosh. Um, you know, I mean, I think the the biggest thing was, you know, when I, um, my world was crumbling and it looked like, you know, I'd never get another job. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't know what was going to become of me. And there was a period of time I couldn't even sell the proposal for my first book. And so I was really, um, you know, it was really um, a scary place. Let's just say it was a scary place. And, mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I probably have others, but this is the one that's coming to my mind fast. Um and I remember I went up to um, visit the um, teacher that I was studying with, the you know, spiritual master. And um, somebody there, you know, asked me to have lunch. And I, and you know, we were just chatting, and and I burst into tears. She asked me what I was doing, and I burst into tears. And I told her, you know, what was going on, and you know <laughs> how bad things were. I just couldn't help it. You know, it just mm-hmm. like came out. I was like mortified and um she ended up bringing me right in front of the teacher and um and the teacher took my hand and um and told me to go into the temple and pray and I did and I went home and you know uh, like a few weeks later I realized I wasn't upset anymore and I realized how deluded I had been and that of course I would find a job. Maybe it wouldn't even be in journalism, but that I would be, it wasn't like I was never going to get a job again. Mm-hmm. I had too much to offer. And so my whole perspective changed. And then after my consciousness changed, the phone rang yeah. <laughs> and it was the editor in chief of variety asking me if I would have tea with him. I'd sent a note, you know, about a job. And, um, and we met and he, um, and, and between the time he called me and the time we actually met, I, I sold my book. Mm. And so we met and he wanted to offer me a job. And I said, well, you know, I just got a book contract. I don't know what to do. And he said, oh, he said, you're going to need money. (laughs) And he, um, he set up a, a, like a, not a full-time job, but a, a contract position and that would support me while I was writing my book. Miracle. Wonderful. And after that, everything fell into place. So thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, Diane, based on what you've shared, the story that you just shared, what is that one life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? I, I, I want to share that what you just said about the key and that um, 
your problems are only there to help you expand uh, more and to become more one with the light. So thanks a lot for sharing. And Diane, I think your story is really, really inspirational that there are instances and moments in our life when we come across uh, difficulties and uh, troubles that take us to this uh, proverbial scary place. Uh, but when we really look at things or maybe if we have a mentor or someone on our side, on our team to assure us that things are not that bad uh, and we let this time heal it then we then then when we experience a change of consciousness a change of state and that lets us see the great things in our life that are already existing and the opportunities that we have uh, in the moment and once we do that then we're able to change uh, our lives and take action towards those new opportunities which in your case was the was the book uh, and also the wonderful person who offered you a contract role in the meantime, while you were working on getting your book published. So there are these amazing magical uh, beings or maybe guides that come in our lives from time to time. And we need to be in the moment to realize when those opportunities do present themselves. So Action Tribe, I hope you're enjoying this energetic discussion that we're having today. And before moving on, I'd like to salute you. Uh, that's right. The person listening to this episode Right now, I'd like to salute you because you are a true and true action taker. I know that you're facing many difficulties and challenges in life right now and so many experiences that might have made you uncomfortable and a bit sad. And yet you've chosen to spend your time today listening to today's episode, which really means a lot. And remember that happiness is an inside job. So don't look for it externally. Make a sacred space in your heart where you can go whenever you meditate or lay still, because that will provide you bliss, happiness, and comfort, no matter how bad the storm around you might seem. Because the truth is that you are meant for greatness and that pain that you're enduring right now won't last long. It will soon fade away. Because just like Joseph Campbell put, find a place inside where there's joy and the joy will burn out the pain. And with... <laughs> and with that said, uh, we are now at the last but very important round for today. Action Tribe, we are now at the wisdom round. So, Dan, are you ready? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> Great. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Maybe in just one sentence. Oh, gosh. Um... 95% of what people do has nothing to do with you. Got it. Now, if you could turn back time and spend one hour with any person, living or dead, who would it be? I think it would be Jesus Christ. Got it. And what is it one thing you do in the morning or maybe in the evening before sleeping that has improved the quality of your life? Um meditation and sometimes when i go into meditation i also do a practice of gratitude mm -hmm. wonderful and if you could recommend one book for our listeners today what would that be uh autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda Got it. So Action Tribe, I know how much you love the books that are recommended on the show. And I've got an opportunity, which is a free book for you, especially since you are a listener of My 7 Chakras. That's correct. Audible.com is offering Action Tribe 
one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can check out their service. Now, I don't know about you, but I love audiobooks and I get them each and every month because you get free credits once you're subscribed to them. Uh, I mean, you get credits, uh, but not free because you're paying for the membership charge. Uh, but it, it's an amazing service because instead of reading a book, you sort of go through them while you're transiting or while you're traveling or at home. It's very convenient. And they've got over 180,000 titles to choose from, including the book that he shared today, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, The Chakra System by Anadia Judith and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To start listening to add, that. Yeah, please go ahead. Can I add one more book? Yeah. <laughs> um, abandonment to Divine Providence. Aban- abandonment? To Divine Providence. To and divine. I'm going to blank on the author's exact name, but it's a 16th century priest. Got it. Or got 17th century priest. And the book is Abandonment to Divine Providence. If anyone who is listening is having a challenging time, this will really uh, just give you uh, courage and confidence and faith. So there you go, Action Tribe. Two books shared today, uh, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Nanda and Abandonment to Divine Providence. I'm not sure if this is available on Audible, but to get your free Audible book right away and to start listening, go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book. Once again, my7chakras.com forward slash free book for your free Audible audiobook. So Diane, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It was super awesome to connect and to interact with you. Uh, Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how can we find you online? Okay. Um, Well, first of all, I'm really grateful to to connect with you today. It was really beautiful. So thank you. Great. And um, I'm always thankful to God and um, all my teachers and my family and friends. Um, and to connect to me, um, you can email me at Diane at DianeGoldner.com. And my um, website is DianeGoldner.com. And when you go to the workshop page, there are various webinars and classes. So, um, and I, I love to hear from you. If you, if you feel inspired, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. So Action Tribe, to order a copy of Diane's new book, go to www.my7chakras.com forward slash 271 book. 271 is today's episode. So it's super simple. My7chakras.com forward slash 271 book, where you'll be able to see uh, more about the book and also order it on Amazon. So Diane, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about energy healing and Uh, all these different stories and about people that you've uh, helped heal over the years and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Aditya, it was really beautiful. Thank you so much. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.